Good evening, and welcome to A Cold Night on the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Zeus. This is the month of November, Noir November. We've dived in, we've shaved off a little bit of the top for time. But first and foremost, let's re-reevaluate the Noir definitions. Noir is French for black and is a type of fiction or a film that has tough characters and is cynical, bleak, and pessimistic in nature. An example of noir is the film Citizen Kane. Do you agree or disagree? Of or relating to the film noir genre. Of or relating to a genre of crime literature featuring tough, cynical characters in bleak settings, suggestive or danger uh, of violence, basically. Noir. Fiction is which mood, plot, etc. are like those of film noir or of a characteristic. Yes, and even even, even in television. But as always, we're talking about film noir, what these characters mean to all of us. You know, I've said it time and time again. Quintessentials, you know, you've got Bogart and Bacall. You've got Howard Hawks, a director. John Huston, think of the Maltese Falcon. Think of Key Largo. Edward G. Robinson, think of Key Largo. Also, Double Indemnity. Okay. Barbara Stanwyck. Fred McMurray. Fred McMurray became synonymous with film noir archetype. Okay. There's there's just a lot going on within this genre. And I've talked in depth about the parodies of film noir. You could even say that there's a little bit of noir in a comic book film such as Tim Burton's Batman. The suggestions, the darkness, the shadows, the characteristics, you know, the dress, what people are actually doing behind the scenes. So in the 90s, there was a really great show that I preferred over Saturday Night Live in Living Color. Great cast. Think of the people that came out of In Living Color. Jim Carrey, Jamie Foxx, Keenan Ivory Waynes, you know, um, Damon Waynes, Jennifer Lopez, to name a few. And they even parodied film noir. Here you go. Hi, you must be Velma Mulpole. That's right, kid. Got a cigarette, Johnny? No, I don't smoke, sorry. Stick around, bright boy. I'll teach you a few things. Oh, really? Well, uh, listen. My name is actually Eddie. Eddie, Johnny, kid, bright boy. It's a big world out there. What's in a name? <laughs> That's it. Um, listen, my man Steve told me a lot about you. He said you're a party girl and you're kind of old-fashioned. Lies! All lies, I tell you. Sure, maybe I hung around with the wrong crowd and skipped Sunday school, but I'm not old man. No, he said good things about you. He said that, you know, besides you looking good, he said that, you know, you worked at the five and ten, got a job ski, and, um, you know, 
Do you like old movies? Sure, I see a picture show now and again. It helps to pass the time when your heart's been broken in so many pieces it feels as though you'll never see the light of day. Hey, uh, why don't we just talk all this over over dinner and some movies or something? Oh, Johnny, you're a sweet kid. Yeah? But don't you see it'd never work? I'm no good for you, Johnny. I'd be trouble from the word go. Hell, my middle name is trouble. But not you, Johnny. You've got a shot at something really big. You're going to make something of yourself. I'm going to be somebody? Don't you see? We're from two different worlds. You're real top draw, head of the list, cream of the crop. I'm nothing but a washed-up has-been working in a dime-a-dance saloon. Steve said you work at five and ten. Five and ten? Dime-a-dance? Can't you see, Johnny? I'm trying to knock some sense into that blonde head of yours. I'm no good for you. No good, I tell you. Oh, Johnny, you deserve that stone cottage with the white picket fence and the shady oak tree. If you stick around with me, kid, they'll ruin your life just like they've ruined mine. Hey, look, is it the black and white thing? <laughs> because you should have said that up front. All right, Johnny. You forced me to say it. I hate you. I better get out of here because you can't be hitting a brother like that. So, situations such as that, it's called Velma Mulholland. Hmm. Yeah. Makes me think of Mulholland Drive, 1940s, right there. There's that, um, 2000, was it 2002 Mulholland Drive or was it 2001? Either or. These characters, film noir. Could we call the Godfather film noir? Eh, I don't think so. Yeah, sure, there's mystery, there's intrigue, there's gangsters. Mm. I love this app, honestly. This is sick. You know, there's there's a lot to be said about film noir. There's Touch of Evil. There's the lady from Shanghai. There's Chinatown. There's crime drama within film noir. Gaslight? Not really. Psychological thriller. Out of the past, of course. The scarf. Detour. I mean, we could go on and on until the break of dawn. About film noir. Spider-Man, not film noir, although I see it listed. Someone's probably having a little fun. (sighs) The Hitchhiker, The Chase. Yeah, jazz noir. That's interesting right there. I mean, the music, the situations, borderline. L.A. Confidential kind of 
rubs around the edges of film noir. I mean, you think of the characters, you think of the situations. The Veronica Lake lookalike played by Kim Basinger. Russell Crowe. Guy Pierce, Kevin Spacey. Oh my. Talk about disgraced. But is that part of the film noir? Is that these disgraced characters? You know, when I first saw the lady from Shanghai, I'm going to tell you, I was a little disappointed. And, you know, one should not expect perfection in that aspect the fun house mirrors with her and her then husband Orson Welles Mr. Citizen he'd already done Citizen Kane he was already a big star producer director triple threat I mean he could have he could have rented the toilets himself and and you know it just would have been that so lady from Shanghai why don't you try to understand George was supposed to take care of Arthur, but he lost his silly head and shot Broom. After that, I knew I couldn't trust him. He was mad. He had to be shot. And what about me? Oh, we could have gone off together. Into the sunrise. You and me, for you and Grisby. I love you. One who follows his nature keeps his original nature in the end. But haven't you heard ever of something better to follow? No. I knew I'd find you two together. If I hadn't, Elsa, I might have gone on playing it your way. You didn't know that. But you did plan for me to follow you. You've been drinking. I presume you think that if you murder me here... Your sailor friend will get the blame, and you'll be free to spend my money. Well, dear, you aren't the only one who wants me to die. Our good friend, the district attorney, is just itching to open a letter that I left with him. The letter tells all about you, lover. So you'd be foolish to fire that gun. These mirrors, it's difficult to tell. You are aiming at me, aren't you? I'm aiming at you, lover. Because killing you is killing myself. It's the same thing. But you know, I'm pretty tired of both of us. The Funhouse Mirrors sequence in The Lady from Shanghai, directed by Orson Welles. Yeah. Interesting. And then we can go to Miss Gilda, Rat- Gilda Radner. Oops, I mean Gilda. Rita Hayworth herself. And what is called a film noir, in fact it was on Noir Alley, and that's the movie Gilda. From 1946, Glenn Ford and Rita Hayworth. Get your clothes on. You're getting out of here. Are we, Johnny? Are we? 
Not we. You. You do hate me, don't you, Johnny? I don't think you have any idea how much. Hate is a very exciting emotion. Haven't you noticed? Very exciting. I hate you too, Johnny. I hate you so much that I think I'm going to die from it. Now, what's interesting is, is that there is a suggestion within these characters that someone is having a homosexual affair. If you look closely, who is it really? It's obviously not Gilda. And what's going on in these scenes and situations? Quite a surprise to hear a woman sing in my house, eh, Johnny? Here's a famous scene from Gilda, 1946. That's quite a surprise. Congratulate the bride, Johnny. You congratulate the husband. Well, what are you supposed to say to the bride? You wish her good luck. Good luck. Thank you, Mr. Farrell. My husband tells me you're a great believer in luck. We make our own luck, Johnny and I. I'll have to try that sometime. Their own luck, huh? Tell him to come to dinner with us tonight, Balin. It's an order. Come along, Johnny. We let Gilda get dressed. Look your best, my beautiful. This will be the casino's first glimpse of you. I look my very best, Balin. I want all the hired help to approve of me. So, I was watching Noor Alley, and they were talking about how she was, in fact, a beard. If you don't know what a beard is, she is it's, it's a marriage of convenience. A gay man marries a woman, and boom. He can have his boyfriend anytime he wants, especially in 1940s film noir. There's a lot going on in film noir. You got Glenn Ford, who always has that stare. In fact, there have been some people who have said that I look a little like Glenn Ford. Maybe on a good day, but not right now, (laughs) you know. I want to encourage those of you who don't necessarily like black and white movies to watch them. I bring to mind someone that I really care about and know all too well. And I would say to him, if you want to know me, watch film noir, watch classic movies in general. That is the crux of the situation. Okay. Friends, lovers, family, whatever. Those who know me know it's about classic cinema. It's probably some of the best. The current stuff, hmm. I mean, I've thought long and hard when Noir November is done, what am I going to talk about? And I'm thinking maybe documentaries, maybe music documentaries, music films, not musicals. You know, there's so many documentaries out there centering around music. There's the, you know, decline of Western civilization done brilliantly, you know. Um, And then you have, you know, films like 
hit so hard about um, Patty Schemmel of the band Hole, who is still drumming, just not with Hole, has an interesting story about addiction, redemption, and what it means to be a musician. Now, the decline of Western civilization was directed by Penelope Spears, you know, and there's three, yeah, there's uh, decline of Western civilization, one and two, and then there's three from 1998. And we may or may not talk about that. Is there film noir and music documentaries? Eh, yes and no. Yes and no. But, you know, this month I've wanted you all to just make those observations for yourself. We're going to continue film noir all the way to the end of November. We're not going to stop and eat for Thanksgiving because you know me, the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I'm always lit. I'm always turned on. My mind has trouble going to sleep at night. And so, you know, there are other ways of doing it. CBD gummies, for one. And so, as always, unpleasant dreams. It's noir November. Stay warm because it's cold outside.